3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh
4: studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, God gives us all different skill sets, but the fact of the matter is, I think all of us have at least one hit inside of us. I
5: don't know if that's true. One
4: big hit, right? I mean, whether it's your writing skill maybe you know have written a wonderful essay at some point or like one essay one essay that's one, one
5: essay, hit like in 11th grade english right?
4: your performance you, you know yeah. you did a great job one I did time one song
5: well one time
4: you're yeah you at one role that you were like this is my one big hit mm-hmm. this is one hit wonder day one hit wonders it's a very common tale see it is a very common tale oh that's uh that thing you do isn't it that was tom <gasps> hanks wasn't it Oh, here's a one-hit wonder. I love
5: this song. It's not a great song. Yeah, it's not a great movie. Oh, it's a
4: terrific movie. If you don't know that movie, oh,
5: go watch it right tonight. Yeah. Celebrate.
4: This movie's what? That thing you do. That thing you do. Yeah, Tom Hanks. He what? he, uh, he co-wrote it.
5: He co-wrote it. I know he cast it as well, and he stars in it.
4: Yeah. Just a really great little... It's just terrific. It's very family-friendly.
5: And it helps us to celebrate National One-Hit Wonder Day.
4: Yeah. So throughout the show today, we're going to play one-hit wonders from the past ever-many decades, 30, 40, 50 years.
5: And, of course, we have breaking news Everyone's talking about the potential Trump impeachment, and there are a lot of details related to the conversation that was released, the transcript of the conversation between President Trump and President Zelensky of Ukraine. And so we've decided there's really no better person to talk to than Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent.
4: Let's turn now to the White House. Greg Clarkson joins us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. Greg, uh, a bombshell uh, hit Washington, D.C. today, did it not?
6: It did. Good afternoon. Hi, John and Kathy. We had the release from the White House of a document that summarizes the conversation, the phone call conversation that President Trump had with the Ukrainian president back in July. That phone conversation, the contents of the discussion are really at the centerpiece of what prompted Nancy Pelosi and Democrats to say, we're moving forward with an impeachment inquiry. That announcement was made uh, about 24 hours ago. And so the White House said, we are releasing this phone call because there are so many questions about what was said and whether the president made a uh, you know, made a promise to the Ukrainian uh, president or whether he put pressure on the Ukrainian leader. And so now we do have What is not a verbatim, the White House included a footnote saying it's not a verbatim transcript, but it is note-takers that put together with their recollection the conversation as it played out. It was a 30-minute phone call on July 25th. And essentially, uh, the bottom line is the president does at one point, uh, at at a couple of points, at one point specifically says, I I would like you to do us a favor. Mm -hmm. And he says that right after the Ukrainian leader is talking about buying additional military uh, hardware from the United States. And the favor the president is asking is for, uh, you know, looking into what the Bidens were involved in in terms of corruption in Ukraine. Right.
5: Okay, so, Greg, let me read this. Uh, President Zelensky, and I'm reading from the transcript. uh, Zelensky says, I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins. That would be javelin missiles from the United States for defense purposes. Trump answers, I would like you to do us a favor, though. Because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. strike. I guess Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things. The server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the attorney general call you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's really the heart of, of the complaint against the president. Is this a quid pro quo?
6: Well, the white house first of all says it is not a quid pro quo and if you're looking uh at the specific language of the president and you are reading from the very critical portion of the discussion of that conversation the president does not say if you do this we will right. do this but he does say after the uh, the ukrainian leader is talking about buying more u.s military hardware I would like you to do us a favor, though. And it's very interesting that the president brings up the the crowd strike reference in the server. That seems to be a reference, really, to Hillary Clinton and the missing emails and her server back from the 2016 election. Before then, he he discusses Biden, which comes later in the conversation. It's also noteworthy that the president um, invokes a couple of uh, individuals. One is his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and the attorney general bill barr it's interesting that uh, he would have uh, the attorney G- general do this because the attorney general we learned today from the justice department was unaware that the president was offering his his services on on his behalf <laughs> and he said in terms of having his personal lawyer giuliani involved the president today in new york asked by reporters said that it's uh, he had every right to send his personal lawyer there because he was there to try to still find out how the whole russian probe um, allegations got started in the first
4: place. I see. So then, Greg, all this sort of hangs on to the fact that what does the United States want for its friendship? There's the quid pro quo thing, right?
5: Yeah, and you can't ignore the po- the differential no. power dynamic, right? I mean, you've got a country that's dependent on the U.S. for friendship, for resources, for defense, when, when Russia is, you know, breathing down their neck.
4: It feels as though, just reading the transcript, and uh, it feels like a little bit bit of a mafia Don conversation, that there's a lot that's implied here that's not being said.
6: Yeah. And before that critical section that we've just been focused on, there were a lot of the, you know, the pleasantries that you would expect in a phone call. But then the president talks a lot about how the United States uh, has done so much for Ukraine, so much more mm-hmm. than other European countries, sort of laying the groundwork uh, for the kind of support that uh, that Ukraine ha- has enjoyed and could still expect in the future, um, perhaps if a favor is agreed to. And, uh, John, to your point, I've heard from a couple of different Democrats today, including Uh, The House Judiciary Committee Chairman Schiff of California, he, in fact, uh, described this as a classic mafia-like shakedown of a foreign leader. Uh, So I have heard that... um that you know the description out there today in that it's sort of a classic way of, 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 of you know kind of buttering someone up and uh, presenting them with um, you know the idea of continued um, access to you know whatever it is and then asking for a favor or perhaps pressuring this is the other important thing that happened today so far you guys is that at the United Nations the last couple of three days the president has been meeting with any number of other world leaders and just within the last couple of hours the president of the united states was sitting side by side with the ukrainian president and uh, they had this scheduled meeting today they took several questions on this matter really? and the ukrainian president who is a former tv personality and comedian and he's brand new to national and international politics Uh, it's it's my uh, it's my sense watching the video of it and listening to what he said that he was very uncomfortable being in that situation Uh, and he said I don't want to be involved in USA elections and uh, he said that he uh, nobody pushed him in the call Mm -hmm. and the president president Trump jumped right in and said no pressure
4: no pressure so then Greg begs the question uh, it's unusual that this conversation was released Oh, I would guess that this is kind of like business as usual, whether it's President Trump, President Obama, G.W. Bush, it goes back and back to back, that this is how presidents operate in a realm that we know nothing of.
6: Well, possibly, although I have, uh, I have heard from and, and, and have read interview uh, quotes from former National Security Council officials and other, uh, like, State Department representatives who would be, have, uh, who have worked in the past in those capacities and uh, have said, even as recently as today, that they would not expect the sitting American president to make the kind of uh, to have the kind of discussion that President Donald Trump did with this favor conversation and, and talking about sending his personal lawyer uh, to work out and to, to find out some more investigative information on, on behalf of Donald Trump. They they find that troubling, although the White House says it was entirely appropriate, that there was no quid pro quo and that this was a normal congratulatory kind of call, and that the president uh, is, in, is interested in anti-corruption and uh, is wanting to get to the bottom of some things that he felt were problematic.
5: SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, on the other hand, though, if we're talking about him bringing up CrowdStrike, we're talking about the 2016 election. We, we Everyone's already interested in election meddling, Russia and Ukraine. So in that sense, it seems like it is a reasonable ask.
6: Sure. I mean, it's not as if he was having that conversation with a country that was not involved, uh, you know, strategically perhaps with with the 2016 meddling. So you're right. It it does make sense for that to be brought up Um, uh, um, just because Ukraine, you know, was was a player, if you want to use that term, in terms of the past meddling.
4: So then, Greg, the road to impeachment, the odds about that, what are people saying?
0: Well,
6: you you certainly have uh, almost all of the, or at least a a good majority of of the Democratic caucus uh, on board with moving forward with the impeachment proceedings. Now, that doesn't mean that every Democrat who says move forward would actually vote to impeach. Um, uh, the president of the United States, if there were articles of, of impeachment you know, brought to the House floor for a vote, because we have to get through the Judiciary Committee first and then a vote on the House floor if, in fact, there are impeachment articles brought against Donald Trump. So uh, we're looking at weeks, uh, certainly, uh, possibly a, a couple of months. It's What's interesting here is that you've got Obviously, the, the Democratic uh, primary process that doesn't want to be completely overshadowed uh, by this, because at the end of January, early February, just a few months from now, you've got the Iowa caucuses, then the New Hampshire primaries, and then we're off and running with the rest of the of the primary season. And so uh, the timetable is going to be very interesting uh, should should Democrats actually draw up these articles of impeachment.
5: Greg, a couple last questions for you. Going back to bringing up Attorney General Barr in the conversation, um, has he commented has the has the attorney general's office or the Department of Justice commented at all on whether the president did in fact ask him to go to Ukraine and talk?
6: no yeah well yes the the Justice Department did address that earlier today and said that uh the Attorney General Barr had not had any conversation with either the President or Rudy Giuliani about this matter, uh, and that he was simply made aware of it once this uh this summary this trans- this rough transcript of the conversation was brought up to their attention just within the last few days here, so um it sounds as if. The president was just throwing out Barr's name, according to Barr, and without Barr's actual involvement or conversation. One other thing looking forward to tomorrow, it's very, um, it's going to be a very uh, interesting day tomorrow, the acting director of national intelligence, a man by the name of Joseph McGuire. He's only been on the job for about a month, and he's the acting director. He's the one who is going to be testifying on Capitol Hill both in an open session and a closed-door session about the whistleblower complaint uh, that kind of got this whole thing started with the Ukraine call. And what will be interesting is to see whether or not there is any other information beyond this telephone conversation in July that sparked the whistleblower complaint from within the intelligence community of something that possibly was seen as problematic in terms of actions by the president.
5: And is it true, Greg that the whistleblower has hired a lawyer and that lawyer has previously worked with Hillary Clinton?
6: I have seen that and that the, possibly that lawyer has also donated to Joe Biden mm. and his campaign. Well, so that complicates <laughs> things. sure does. <laughs> You've got the president tweeting about that saying, wow. In other words, mm-hmm. can you believe this? Here we go again.
4: Yes. Well, fascinating times, Greg. Thank you so much from your uh, position at the White House to keep Kathy and I and our listeners in the loop. We appreciate it.
6: Glad to do it. Thanks.
4: Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. We'll take a break. Be back in just a few minutes. Take
7: WORD.
2: Slow down. Turn back. You're going the wrong way. You're making a huge mistake. As hard as it is to hear, being warned is sometimes the most loving thing that someone can do for us. This week on Through the Bible, we'll travel down a stretch of road that has a big warning sign posted over it. Will the people listen to Ezekiel? Will they change their ways? Join us and find out. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
7: If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. In a
8: recent episode of the hit web series, Adam Ruins Everything, the show shared some of the scams that are common in the mattress industry. The big markups, the inability to comparison shop, and the conflicts of interest with mattress review sites. At The Original Mattress Factory, we agree with many of the problems the episode highlighted. In fact, these problems are the reason we started our company, to offer a better mattress and a better mattress buying experience. Visit OriginalMattress.com or our social media pages to hear our employees' reactions to the Adam Ruins Everything mattress episode. Once
2: upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing you'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call hello now there's salem surround delivering customers with targeted digital marketing get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. connecting you with
1: new customers why a classical christian education because kids learn differently at different ages Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net
0: One of your favorite programs is facing a financial deadline and Chuck Swindoll needs to hear from you. You have my word. Every dollar you donate to Insight for Living Ministries is stewarded with utmost care. Can I count on you to do your part? To respond to the urgent need at Insight for Living, give a donation right now. Call 800-772-8888. Or go online to 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 Insight.org.
5: It's National One-Hit Wonder Day. One-Hit Wonder. I don't know who did this song.
4: It's a good song, though. Don't you love it?
5: Yeah. Lips Incorporated? Yes, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. the band. the It's hard Incorporated. to believe with that name they didn't have any other well,
7: successes.
4: That's a classic sound.
7: 1979, it came out.
4: Nice. If you put that in your GPS, take me to Funky Town, yeah. right? Well, Siri, take me to Funky Town. And
5: Siri would say, "You're a moron." <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
4: Siri would not. Siri would love me.
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is sad and pitiful. It's true. <laughs> Wanting to be loved by your
4: me and Siri, series. we got a thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I have no way to segue this. this. No, no. There's really no way, no, to, go way to Josh at all. Brown at this point. Hey, pump. our pastor's with us. Pastor Josh Brown.
7: <laughs> He'll take you to Funky Town.
4: Josh, how are you, sir?
9: Hey, guys, how are you doing today?
7: <laughs> oh, Josh. <laughs> well, we're just
4: coming from Funky Town. We're doing pretty good. <laughs>
9: Yeah, well, I don't know what a good segue into that either is, except uh, that was a one-hit wonder. Maybe we're talking about something that is a little more enduring. There we go.
5: I like the comparison. You're a wise man. Reverend Josh?
9: I'll give it a shot. I'll try to get us into the conversation. We'll see.
5: Okay, Reverend Josh Brown's with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church, which is in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Josh, thank you for being here.
9: My pleasure, guys. Pleasure.
5: All right, so talk to us about something more enduring.
9: Yeah, uh there's a passage you we had talked about looking at a particular passage within the book of Philippians that certainly anything in scripture um is more enduring the <laughs> word of god endures and stands forever. Although there's a passage in scripture that a lot of people think maybe was an early song, an early hymn of the church. Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's a section in Philippians it's in Philippians chapter 2 it's verses 5 through 11 and it's sometimes people will call this the hymn of Christ and there is thought at least among some biblical scholars, that this was uh, an early hymn or perhaps even a refrain from the church, from some of the uh, first Christians. You can't prove that one way or the other. Um, could be something that Paul had written on his own. Either way, it's really significant because it's saying these are the things that we need to declare about Jesus. What the, what the earliest Christians, whether it was Paul who wrote it himself or something that had been kind of known to some of the congregations ahead of time, either way, the thought is, this is what we need to say about Jesus. These are some of the most important things we can say about him. Yes. So it's fascinating.
4: And, and so uh, one of the major headings uh, what we need to know about Jesus is Jesus' humility.
9: That's a big part of this uh, particular one. Yeah, it kind of traces a sort of an upside down arc, if you will, if you want to think of it that way. That begins with this downward movement before going back upward. And in this passage, uh, can I just read it real quickly? Yes, please. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are very, very familiar with this, but this is in Philippians chapter two. It's uh, really verses five through eleven. And Paul there says, "Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus." And then he begins to talk about what this mindset is, what it is, who it is that Christ is, and what He's done. He says, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord the glory of God the Father. Mm. So fascinating little section. I, I sometimes kind of compare it to, if you, if you think of something like Handel's Messiah, for mm-hmm. example, the, the whole oratorio is just an incredible test, you know, it's just great music. But then within that, you've got this hallelujah chorus that every everybody knows. Mm. So the whole letter of Philippians is really just a wonderful letter, great letter, very powerful letter. And yet within that, you've got this little section there that is is incredible just for its grandeur and its simplicity at the same time
4: so there's two there's two portions to this in some way josh right there's a downward as you say and an upward that jesus on the cross to the point on the cross and then his name shall be exalted above all
9: yeah even before the point on the cross it begins by saying that jesus was in the very form of god and had equality with god so it's it's kind of poetic language, which is why people think it's, it's a hymn. It doesn't e- explain or elaborate these things in great depth. But what it's getting at there is that Jesus always was. That this is the eternal Son of God, the one who was with the Father from all eternity. So there, there was never a time when He was not. And all of the early creeds of the Church have have testified to this. And they're they're using language like this to say. Jesus always was he was the one the Word was in the beginning, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, like John says, so it starts with that, which and then everything all the claims it makes are really incredible that's an incredible one, and then it says it that, that he emptied himself willingly, he didn't see that as something to be grasped. The word there is it's an intriguing one it means something like to be leveraged for personal advantage or personal gain, so he didn't see this equality with God, this divinity that he had as something to be. Leveraged for mm-hmm. personal gain or personal advantage, but was willing to set that aside and took on the form of a servant, became a human. That's what that means. So, yeah, this downward movement in humility. And he became obedient, uh, even to the point of death. And then Paul says, even death on a cross, because that in the Old Testament was one specifically said to be cursed by God. So, this incredible giving up the riches of heaven to come down to serve, to be obedient, to be obedient to the point of death even a cursed death
5: then we have a transition with the word therefore
9: yeah yeah well that's exactly yeah, exactly the word therefore reason <laughs> right and it starts to move up and it says so god exalted him highly exalted him and paul there i think is is kind of stretching to find the right language to use so he creates this compound word that you could you would literally translate as hyper exalted so he's he's hyper exalted above everything And this is speaking of his resurrection and his ascension, what we call his ongoing session at the right hand of the Father. He's in a place above everything else, and he's been given this name that's above every other name so that everyone would bow and confess before him. So, yeah, you have certainly an upward movement again.
4: It's such a powerful passage, isn't it? It encapsulates the ministry.
9: It is. It's incredible. It it is talking about the things that are true of Jesus, and yet uh, it's showing us, the kind of mentality that we should have—that's what the passage begins with. Have this kind of mindset abo- among you. So, obviously, there are things in there that are true of Jesus that are not true of us. None of us are the second member of the Trinity, existing from all eternity, giving up our, you know, the riches of heaven at the right hand of the Father to come down to earth. That's not true of us. None of us have died on a cross for the sins of others and are now exalted as Lord. None, none of that is true. But that—that that mentality of being willing to set aside your privilege, if you will, or the things that you think you should be able to leverage for personal advantage so that you can serve others, that is what we can imitate, that mentality.
5: Rev. Josh Brown is with us, the pastor of Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland district of Pittsburgh. Josh, tell us about Belfield.
9: We are, as you said, right in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh there, so it's a great location surrounded by some of the hospitals and university communities around here, Pitt, CMU, chatham carlo duquesne when you're all these ones and uh, we've got a great mix of people down here because of that it makes for a really interesting place uh, to do ministry and some great opportunities that that provides
4: very nice well josh always thank you so much for your presence here and for your teaching Greatly appreciate
9: it my pleasure guys hope you
1: have a good day today
4: pastor josh brown belfield presbyterian church in oakland
1: Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary on Tuesday, October 1st at 4 p.m. for the annual McClure Lecture in World Mission and Evangelism. This year's lecture will feature Executive Minister of Serve Globally, Al Tizan. Dr. Tizan's lecture, Lifestyles of the Rich and Faithful, Confronting Classicism in Mission, will be held on the campus of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, 616 North Highland Avenue in East Liberty. Learn more at pts.edu.
4: They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and... One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
0: Chuck Swindoll, Bible teacher on Insight for Living. You've likely heard my recent comments about the urgency of our financial needs. The next few days will determine the future of Insight for Living Ministries. We have a long way to go. To respond to the urgent need facing Insight for Living, give a donation right now. Call 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org.
5: Looking For a satisfying career helping people with disabilities, consider LifeSteps, who's served Western Pennsylvania since 1923 and offers 100% paid health, dental, and vision premiums for full-time employees. All shifts available. Make a difference and call LifeSteps today at 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. That's LifeSteps.net to check out available positions. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net
10: Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 58 for tomorrow. We'll see a shower in some spots for the morning. More clouds than sunshine for the rest of the day. The high tomorrow, 74. Clearing and noticeably chillier tomorrow night. The low, 46. Then a nice day for Friday with a blend of sunshine and some clouds. Pleasantly warm. Friday's high, 79 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Danielle
3: Niddle.
11: So I think
5: that sums up what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now.
4: That everybody is kung fu fighting. Everybody. It's One Hit Wonder Day. Mike's playing bumper music from One Hit Wonders. Uh, can you quickly identify the name of that one-hit wonder? The artist, I should say.
5: Uh, absolutely not. I, I don't even have a guess.
4: I don't even Mike.
7: It's Carl Douglas. I love Carl. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Carl is
4: Douglas. he? Is that Michael Douglas's brother? No. He had a bit part on <laughs> really? San Francisco.
5: Yeah, it's his birthday. <laughs>
4: Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Michael Douglas. Happy birthday, Michael. Yeah, happy Douglas. birthday,
5: Michael Douglas. Uh, how old do you think he is?
4: Well, Michael Douglas has been around for a long, long time. Remember Streets of San Francisco?
5: I do. I remember. I remember being like a little kid and watching that and yeah. thinking that was like the oh. epic police, you know, classic cop show. Right,
4: Carl Malden, right, right, and Michael Douglas. What I remember about them driving and the around Gate Bridge. Yeah, they drove. A, they drove a Ford LTD around uh, San Francisco. Okay, yeah. uh, and that was pretty much the whole show. I uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, so he's been around a long time. I would say uh, Michael Douglas is. Um, Mid 70s, 76, 77, maybe?
5: 75. 75? That okay, would be mid 70s. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in the celebrity birthday realm, we have uh, Barbara Walters. Oh, my today. goodness.
4: Barbara Wawa. Uh, First boy.
5: off, how old do you think Barbara is? <sighs>
4: uh, oh, there we go. What's this, Mike?
5: Hello, I'm Baba Wawa.
10: <laughs> and welcome to Barbara Wawa at Watch. <laughs>
4: That's Gilda Radner from SNL. That's how beloved Barbara Walters was in the United States. Now, if if you're under 30, you have no clue who Barbara Walters is. Well, The View, I guess she was still relevant. Barbara Walters... um,
5: so she was the first woman to ever be on network news in the evening. Right. The 6 o'clock network news program. She anchored. Which was the thing that everyone in America watched right. for decades. She was the first woman who actually she had broke, a permanent place. Right. She
4: broke the glass ceiling in network news.
5: 1976, I think.
4: Uh, she's old. She's really old. Uh, I bet you Barbara Walters is hmm, 88, 89. 90. Not today she's ninety. Yes. Hey, Barbara Walters. Fabulous. Yeah, Barbara Walters is ninety. Excellent.
5: Uh Will Smith. Also his birthday today. Will boy this is like a Favorite Will Smith star. movie.
4: Favorite Will Smith. I like what's Mike, the one where like it's the end of the world and he's running around with his dog?
5: Oh, that's um
4: that's my favorite Will Smith. I don't know a whole lot, but I love really? that. I just well, love that, that movie.
5: movie. Um, my favorite Will Smith movie is Hitch, and there's not even a close second because I love Hitch really? so much with Kevin James. No, the
4: end of the world, and Will Smith is like hold up somewhere, called? and the zombies it, come get it, him. Um, it's a good movie. I don't know I what it's called. I am Legend. I am Legend. Yeah. 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 So what's a weird? What's, what's that about? That's a weird title, but I just love the premise. You know, there he is trying to. And All he,
5: I saw were the were the trailers. You never saw. Never it? saw. Oh, the film. it's a really
4: good. I think you would enjoy it. Was that right? Yeah, I really do. Okay,
7: Mike, you have a favorite Will Smith film? Um, I've seen. See, this is tough. I, I do like Hitch as well. Thank you. But I've I've also seen bits and pieces of The Pursuit of Happiness. Um, which the bits bits and pieces that I've seen, yeah. he was amazing in. Was he the
4: Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He right? sure was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So again, there's a uh, three people, with gigantically long
7: careers.
5: I heard he was terrific in Aladdin, also. Really? The What's live the action
7: Aladdin. It's a movie he shot in Pittsburgh about concussions? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh concussion! Right? Con- yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, about concussion.
4: That's a good title. Yeah, it is. Because it's title. about concussions. Yeah, it is. The other was called Toy Story. Or something. All right. How old do you think Will Smith is? Uh. Okay. So Barbara Walters is ninety. Yes. Um. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is seventy-five. Yeah. Okay, we're going even number. Uh, he's 50. He's 51. Okay, all right.
5: Still impressively good at that. Very good, thank John. you. All right, so happy birthday to those people. Very nice,
4: Okay, Hey, uh, we'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk about um, uh, boy, what happened at the UN this week with- uh, Greta Thunberg. The young climate activists. And our next guest is going to tie in climate activism with Drag Queen's Story Hour. And is it true, the exploitation of children? That's next, The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. 101.5
7: 101.5 WORD. Coming
2: up on Love Worth Finding. Did you know the book of Revelation can shed light on what's going on
3: in our world? Things are happening in the world today, friend. Pick up your Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other hand and you can tell that we are living in the closing shadows of the end of an age. The child of God ought not to be in ignorance in these pregnant times in which we are living.
0: Learn from Adrian Rogers' series, The Triumph of the Lamb, this month on Love Worth Finding.
2: Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
11: Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, And we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm, pumpkin patch, hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations, pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or springhousemarket.com.
1: How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest non-denominational
12: Christian school has to offer. At EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi. Hi. Put your creativity and your marketing degree
1: to work as a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround. Unlike a small marketing agency, Salem Surround places a massive amount of tools and support at your disposal, so you can be really creative and super competitive as you help Pittsburgh businesses grow. And with our national team at your back, there's no limit to how far you can go. Full and part-time available. Apply now at salemmedia.com careers. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, is an equal opportunity employer.
5: It's National One-Hit Wonder Day.
4: I did not know that that these guys, Devo, hard to believe that they're one-hit wonders. I mean, those hats. Well,
5: well, here, uh, those hats were so good, you'd think more people would have listened to more songs. I understand they were not one-hit wonders in Britain. Oh, really? But they were here. I see. I don't, to be honest, feel like we've missed out on a lot.
4: Right. Well, we may be one-hit wonders in Britain. I mean, who can, how can you clarify Every that, right? Every country can be different. Yeah. All right. Again, as it's one-hit wonder day, the, the problem for Kath and I is to make the transition to our guests.
5: Yeah. It's. I don't think there's a good way.
4: No, there really isn't. Anne Kennedy's with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope. Anne Kennedy's with us. She's a regular guest on our show at Patheos, where she blogs. She wrote about drag queen story time and Greta Thunberg. Uh, and there's just no way to make this uh, congenial and uh, a smooth transition. But thanks for being with us.
13: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
5: Have you ever been brought in by Devo?
13: No. no. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really great day for me. Yeah, we like to break <laughs> I, new ground
5: on the ride home.
4: I-
13: yeah, I forgot that that song even existed, so yeah. I'm really happy to know that it's still there.
4: Yeah. It's now yours. It's your ringtone, Anne. <laughs>
13: That's right.
5: <laughs> now, Anne, in spite of all your best efforts to avoid watching clips of Greta Thunberg talking about climate change at the U.N., sadly, your husband's perpetual viewing of it caused you to actually have to engage.
13: I did see it. I actually saw it, and then I heard him playing it over and over again and then when i went to bed at night he was still playing it really? so I, I really got an earful what was
4: the what was the, uh, what was the uh, intrigue uh, from your husband's perspective by greta
13: i think he was really i think we were both really shocked that somebody so troubled and um, you know in pain really was getting was kind of getting to be on that stage uh, it just seems so exploitative to both of us. Yeah, I and agree.
4: I mean, in, in many ways, when you see those clips, and they're searing. I mean, they're so emotional. It, it does feel like exploitation.
13: Yeah, it really. I, I mean, I, I know I have dear friends who are have some of the same kind of diagnoses that she has, and are struggling every day, uh, children and adults, to deal with that. And I cannot imagine. Them having to face that kind of audience and how how to sort through it. I I was really in at a very personal level. I was really genuinely shocked. Right. Um, And so I guess I wanted to retreat, but my husband just kept watching it over and over.
4: So I I guess it does beg the question: when you see something like that, a sixteen-year-old girl from Sweden who is now at the center of an international spotlight. Where's the person behind the curtain? I mean, this young woman, Greta Thunberg, just did not appear one day at the UN. There had to be a long journey here and some muscle and some focus of power that someone brought her into this. And who was that someone and what was the point of it all?
13: So she has been an activist in Sweden, I think, for many years, actually. I think as early as 11, maybe even before that. And her family um, have, have been kind of struggling along with her she's been had these diagnoses for a long time and she's in a special school um and she's had hunger she's done hunger strikes which caught a lot of attention for climate change and other children kind of have joined um young people have joined in with it so i think she's actually going to be off she's on the list for a nobel peace prize if they ever if they go through that voting process so um she's she went on a hunger strike that was really dangerous for her. And the only thing that made her feel better was to be allowed to um, be, you know, be an activist and go and protest in different places. So it was really interesting to read about her family and how it is that they've come to feel like this is the best thing for her. And then, of course, it's a, it, you know, for climate change activists, she's the perfect she's the perfect person to look at for that um but as a mother i was just utterly mm-hmm. horrified yes i thought
5: the same thing and and i appreciated uh how you framed it in your article called drag queen story time climate change and naboth's mm-hmm. vineyard um in particular, because I think that you have put your finger on what it means when a child is the focus of a an argument like that. What that signals is that the adults no longer want to talk. They no longer want to use reason or scientific argument or have a back and forth. When you put a child up there, obviously, that's to shut conversation down.
13: It is. It's, it's a, it's a very effective tactic uh it means that we we've gone past the point of conversation and we should just do something that's you know that's what everybody's saying um and i think that's a really dangerous place to go and i also think you know his readings. i read about ahab and Naboth's vineyard that morning how childish ahab is in that section of the bible he's he he's uh an infant, really. He wants his own way. And that's kind of how the conversation has shaped up. Right. It, and it's really alarming, especially when you have actual children and their real lives that get caught up in the mix of it. It's really uh, dangerous, I think.
4: And so the same activism that allows Greta Thunberg to come in from Sweden and lecture the United Nations and the world on climate uh, change. Also, that same that same parallel happens in public libraries, increasingly across the country, in what's known as drag queen story time. Talk about those parallels.
13: So, well, we've we've had those kind of controversies here where I live. Um, that they wanted to have drag queen story time, and it seems really harmless. You get all the children together, and a fun-looking person comes and reads a story. But what you're doing is making children into activists on one hand. You're making all the adults into children and all the children into adults. And you're, you know, you're abdicating your responsibilities towards children and their mind, their souls, uh, and their sexual lives, really. So it's, um, it's this great blurring of all the categories that should be kept very distinct from each other. And it's exploitative for children to be put in situations like that. Um, it makes all the adults feel better. But <laughs> that's just not uh, – that's the, the god of sex. Um, the article that I linked, you know, it's not a neutral thing when you take children to the library and let them be with a grown man dressed as a woman. That's, uh, that's not a neutral action.
5: I just read a couple uh, months ago and Cory Tenboom's book The Hiding Place and there's this really interesting scene that's early in the book where she is a young girl, she's maybe, I don't know, nine or ten years old, and she hears about sexual abuse for the first time and she asks her dad, Casper, to explain what what's happening, like what sexual abuse is. And he has an answer that I've thought of so many times since reading the book. He said Corey, you know how when we go to the train station um, and we get on the train, um, I take your suitcase and I put it up in the carrying area, you know, above where you sit. And she said, well, yeah. And he said, you know how I always do that for you? And she said, yeah. And he said, well, the reason I do that for you is that there are some things that are too heavy for you to carry right now. And so you trust me to carry them for you until you're old enough to carry them for yourself. And so that was his way of saying that when you're old enough, you'll be ready to carry this. But right now you're not. And I loved that because that was the perfect picture of an adult who recognized that there are very serious things going on on the earth that are the prerogative of adults to figure out. And it's not fair. It's, it's abdicating responsibility to put any of that on a child.
13: It is. I mean, that's the haunting thing about Greta's um, yesterday she kept saying it's not fair I mean how how dare you and I thought yes how dare we do what we're doing but to her and to other children how dare we make children into activists for our agendas how how dare we steal the innocence of children Um, it's it's so it it shows such a deep moral uh, decadence and a, a loss of will, I think, for, for when parents just refuse to be parents and, and are helpless. Um, it's it's so shocking.
4: And so whether it's Greta Thunberg or Drag Queen Story Hour, and here the three of us are opining on Christian radio, and you talk about this in your piece, Anne, is that as believers engage in the public square and in Christians in legal matters or social matters, um, what battles should we fight and when is it time to speak up and when is it time to be quiet?
13: I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're in uncharted territory and we do need to think about it. And I, I feel like actually on the question of children, it's time to speak up. Children shouldn't be on the front line of the, of the transgender war. They should not be exposed to a lot of anything really about sex, um, I think we we've gone too far and we should walk that back and as Christians we should be so eager to tell the truth about what children really need and how to care for them and what's best for them. They should not there should not be an experimental time on the lives of children in activism or sexuality or anything. I'm into that.
5: Here, here. That's our friend Anne Kennedy. Thank you. She Anne. is the author of Nailed It 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. She blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com. And we've been talking about her post called Drag Queen Storytime, Climate Change, and Nabos Vineyard.
4: Anne Kennedy, Patheos. with christianheadlines.com you've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today now mike lindell the inventor and ceo of my pillow wants to give back to word listeners everywhere you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials now you can get deep discounts on my pillows mattress toppers bed sheets and so much more for example, My Pillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all My Pillows. That's right, buy one My Pillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all My Pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's My Pillows way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all My Pillow products including the buy one get one free for all My Pillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or mypillow.com. Promo code WORD.
2: One of the most highly revered Bible teaching programs in the world is facing a challenging financial deficit. If you're among the millions who have personally benefited from the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll, then we're asking you to prayerfully step forward and give generously to Insight for Living Ministries. The need is urgent and your gift of any amount will make a difference in helping to keep this beloved program on the air. You can respond right now by calling 800-772-8888 or go online to insight.org donate.
1: Nello was very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget, but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at TrinityJewelers.com.
12: You're unbelievable.
4: One hit wonder bumper Wednesday here on the ride home. Who I love that
5: song. That's EMF.
4: EMF. Right? M-F. What's it stand for, EMF? That's any idea? Correct. Thank, nice.
5: you. Thank
4: you. Any much. idea, Mike? What's the year on that?
5: Uh, wait, let me guess. I want to say that's 1990. 1990, really? 89, maybe. I'd say 90.
4: Okay. Got any idea on that, Mike? No, no idea. All right. We're going to look it up because okay. I bet I'm pretty we'll close. I mean, it's, I'm not crazy about this song. Oh, I love it. Really? What song? Why do you love it?
5: You're unbelievable. I don't know.
4: It's all right. Okay, so, hey, um, we saw this thing uh, about chess. Yeah. Chess has taken a hit. Do you know that? The game of chess, again, in our digital age. What used to be this great explosion and exploration of the mind, the psychological rigor of the, of the mind engaging an opponent, somehow the chess world has shrunk because of what's happened, you know, with computers. Now, you know, now I think it was back in like in 1989, IBM beat uh, a chess champion right. for the first time. Right. I remember that. For a lot of young guys or young girls who would be engaged in chess, that sort of took a hit.
5: So it wasn't as interesting anymore. Right. Because if it could be conquered by a computer that easily, then what's the big deal?
4: that's exactly it.
5: Well, there's an article posted by Jason Kotke today on his website that I thought was super interesting because I had never considered mental acuity and physical exertion together. But... It says, chess is as physically demanding as many other sports due to the stress and because the human brain, John, uses a ton of energy. So, listen to this. In 2004, winner Rustam Kasidmanatov, <laughs> yes, maybe, good for you, uh, walked away from the six game world championship of chess, having lost 17 pounds.
4: No kidding. Mm-hmm. He sat. He just sat down all day long. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was doing, you know, right. steps or six
5: game world championship. He lost seventeen pounds. Wow. Uh, in October of 2018, Polar, a U.S. based company that tracks heart rates, monitored chess players during a tournament and found that 21 year old Russian Grandmaster Mikhail Antipov had burned 560 calories in two hours of sitting and playing chess or roughly the same amount Roger Federer would burn in an hour of singles tennis. What? Can you believe that? That's that's really wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Robert Sapolsky, who who studies stress in primates at Stanford, says that a chess player can burn up to 6,000 calories a day while playing in a tournament, which is three times what an average person consumes in a day. Oh, that's so cool. Based on breathing rates... Which triple during competition, and blood pressure, which elevates, and muscle contractions before, during, and after major tournaments, Sapolsky suggests that grandmasters' stress responses to chess are on par with what elite athletes experience.
4: Holy heck, 6,000 calories yeah, a you, day.
5: Grandmasters sustain elevated blood pressure for hours in the range found only in competitive marathon runners. <laughs>
4: That is so cool.
5: I mean. Yeah,
4: yeah. Excellent. Do you remember, you know, the world championship chess message like Boris Spatsky and Gary Fisher? I remember
5: Gary. Was it Gary Fisher? No, it wasn't Gary Fisher.
4: Uh, It was
5: somebody else. Bobby Fisher.
4: Bobby Fisher. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, these guys, that was like people around the world were interested in chess at that point. You know, there was an explosion. Do you, do you play chess?
5: No, I dislike chess very deeply. Why? Because I'm very bad at it, and it bothers me. Mike, do you play? <laughs> You're talking to
7: champion Yeah. What of chess. Oh,
4: yeah.
5: yeah. Mike. I love chess. Thank
7: you. You Look, are unbelievable. Very nice. I am unbelievable.
4: And one of my favorite musicals is a musical by the name of oh, Chess, which is just great soundtrack. incredible. incredible oh, great soundtrack. Indeed, yeah. Anyway, so play chess and lose weight, or stay fit. Exercise your brain and your mind, your body.
7: The word that changes the world. 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh. A service of Salem Media Group.
8: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters
2: in Washington. Members of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees are getting their first glimpse of a whistleblower complaint that sparked a formal impeachment inquiry. Copies of the report were delivered to the Capitol late this afternoon for members to review behind closed doors. After days of refusing to share it with Congress, the White House relented yesterday after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced she was launching an official impeachment inquiry. The complaint is said to include, among other things, the president's efforts to pressure Ukraine to investigate the Biden family. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. President Trump at a press conference says he wants openness.
0: We were going to do this anyway, but I've informed them, all of the House members that I fully support transparency on the so-called whistleblower information,
7: even though it was supposedly secondhand information. SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory-direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about.
11: What are you doing to enhance your marriage?
0: take that initiative just to get
3: away and to spend time with each other
11: family life's weekend to remember our
3: life was so out of whack we said this is crazy i thought everything was fine you
11: know the weekend to remember is coming to the pittsburgh marriott north november 1st and 8th
4: everyone needs a little bit of guidance
11: register now and save big use promo code weekend at the weekend to we ought
3: to go check this out
1: Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org.
6: This is the Entertainment Answer. What is my Blu-ray pick of the week? It's Yesterday, about a struggling musician who realizes he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles. Why did writer Richard Curtis cast real-life pop star Ed Sheeran to play himself?
3: In some ways, this film is about Ed. All sorts of ingredients from Ed's life that were in my head when I was writing the film. So it's quite a sweet thing that Ed is acting in the film brilliantly.
0: Yesterday,
6: rated PG-13, now on Blu-ray and DVD. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Munger.
8: Hey, Mike. How's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking.
0: Needs a new roof. The A.C. just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself you know anyone oh just ask home advisor they match you with the best local pros for any home project cool yeah you can read reviews and book appointments online what's it cost actually home advisor is always free to use nice
3: i'll check it out
7: go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app
5: for victims of drunk and drug driving our grief is unique but you are not alone matt is here to help Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G.
1: If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more, because you have choices nearby, and you'll find them on the map at pittsburghchristianschools.net, pittsburghchristianschools.net.
10: Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 58 for tomorrow. We'll see a shower in some spots for the morning. More clouds than sunshine for the rest of the day. The high tomorrow, 74. Clearing and noticeably chillier tomorrow night, the low 46. And a nice day for Friday with a blend of sunshine and some clouds. Pleasantly warm. Friday's high, 79 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh
4: studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: Well, it's quite a day.
4: It is quite a day. The president right now is standing in front of the assembled press for a, a longer press conference. I think this has been going on for 40 minutes or so.
5: One of the things you got to give the guy credit for, he'll stand up and talk and get questions more than any other president I swear I've ever seen. Yeah. It's really in true. my life,
4: he just goes at it. Okay, so the president is under the gun. Uh, impeachment proceedings look to be uh, ready to be uh, triggered and pushed out. Uh, the call to the president from of the Ukraine uh, is sort of the uh, the exclamation point in all this. What was said? What was promised? What was implied?
5: We talked at the beginning of the show today at uh, 4 o'clock with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, and got his view on what was happening uh, in the nation's capital. And if you want to hear that, please check out our podcast, um or find it on Facebook, The Ride Home with Johnny Cathy. Uh, right now, I-, I think the easiest way I can sum this up, he's been on the dais, what? Thirty-five minutes, yeah. forty minutes, Somewhere or something in the like. Park, yeah. uh, from what I have seen, and of course we're trying to do the show at the same time. But he's saying this is the greatest economy that the United States has ever, ever had in We've its heard history. This. And there's a lot to be said for that. Everything's going so well, and so why would the fake news media go ahead and? focus attention on this sort of thing. It's, right, right. It's, it'll hurt everybody. It's useless. This is a waste of time. They tried to do the Russia collusion thing, and that failed. Then they tried to call me a racist, and that failed. And then they tried to say that we're heading toward a recession, and that failed. And now this is the latest. Right.
4: So is this an impeachable offense, the phone call with the president of Ukraine Uh, I guess it will remain to be seen because it is true what you're saying, Kath. And, you know, the Democrats have gone after him, gone after him, gone after him.
5: And I, I, you know, I have to wonder just, you know, we talked about a little bit about our viewpoint on this at the start of the show today. And um, I'm not I'm not sure what I think. I got to be honest, when I read it this morning, I thought it was nothing. Um, I thought it was a a, uh, magnification of something that really didn't matter. Uh, Now that I've read it a little more, I think a little I think differently about it. Yeah. I do. I think that there are some things of of great concern in it. Whether it's impeachable or not, I don't know. I to me like watching Trump over the last 3 years this is how he talks.
4: Well, I think this is how he's lived his life. Yeah, right? I mean, This is this New York is... City developer right. talk. Hey, you take care of me, I'll, I'll take, take care, care of you, you. which and is basically what he said.
5: I've been taking care of you, and so now you need to take care of me. Right. I mean, I think this is his worldview.
4: Yeah, but to go after your chief rival for the presidency and to look and try to dig down and find dirt from an international leader, a president of another country, right. that's I, where it gets really muddy. Right. I,
5: I, I agree. But, but the other part of it has to, the other part of the conversation has to do with the 2016 election where he's talking about the Hillary Clinton thing. And it's, I don't have any problem with him talking to the president of Ukraine about that because Ukraine and Russia were already in that. So well, talking come, about it now what? is fine. Looking back and trying to figure out, help us to figure out exactly what happened, I've, I've got no problem.
4: With I, I do because it's one of his Achilles' heels. That was 2016. Let that go. Aren't there other this things is to worry about? You,
5: you know him, right? Of course You've watched you do. him. Yes, he doesn't yes. let things go. Let it go. Yeah. But it's again, too late now because again, now the
4: Democrats are up in arms about this.
5: It. But I wonder, stepping back and looking at it from a political position, if the Democrats have stepped out too much on this, I don't believe only so. because. This is the latest in a long line of them trying to get him. They haven't been able to. And so I think they're running the risk of taking 50% of the US voting populace and getting them so hacked off that no matter what happens they reelect him.
4: My, my hope is that, Look or, at what happened with Clinton. I think that the, their hope is they throw enough stuff at the wall, something's going to stick, and this is the okay. latest. So,
5: okay, thing so they from. throw Okay, so they throw enough stuff at the wall. It sticks, and he gets impeached. He's never going to be removed from office by the Senate. So that's a done deal. We already all know that. So it's going to be the same scenario as Bill Clinton, and we're going to look at the next election, if it's the same, and Trump will get reelected, and Nancy Pelosi will be out. That's what happened when Clinton was impeached. And I
4: don't think this is – again, this is not going to change anyone's mind or their feelings about the man. I
5: think we are relatively – well I wonder I wonder if the group that we are in is a is a small group or a big group I th- I think that both of us feel like the president has gotten a raw deal. I feel like the Democrats and the media have been after him about every fool thing since the moment he stepped in office. At the same time, I feel like he's given them more ammunition than any public figure in the history of America. Exactly. So I feel like we're kind of in the middle yeah. on that. Like, we see both sides I of it. I want the man so, to succeed. Right. I want him to succeed, too. It's it's the best thing for all of us. Yes. And I want him to get a fair shake because right. that's what we owe to the president. Right? But at the
4: same time, if you know, if this is a crooked deal here— And there is some sort of, you know, uh, know, trading of favors, so to speak, to dig up and hurt political rivals. Well, then that's wrong. I
5: know, but isn't the problem that there's so much water under the bridge between him and the media, or him and the Democrats already that it's hard to even see the forest for the trees? There's so much that has happened, and there are both sides are making good points. There has. I'm telling you, the amount of negative attention that the press has focused on him is absolutely so out of the bounds Without of reality. It's just nuts. I mean, all they they despise him so deeply that I turn on five minutes of that and I think, I refuse I to engage to in it. this. I'm just not going to do that because it's it's so over the top. At the same time, he's he's an intemperate person.
4: I want him to be an honorable man.
5: Of course I want him I to be want an him honorable to be man. That I want him, man. I want him to know Jesus more than anything right. and i want there to be justice uh and i so i i all i'm saying is i'm not quite sure where justice is in this i don't based, think anybody has based a based clear on idea how poisonous the relationship has been right.
4: it is a swirling mess right now
5: okay the president has just finished the news conference right. and so there's going to be a lot of talk tonight about the transcript now the transcript is very short five I, pages I, I would encourage you that forget You know, watching your MSNBC or your Fox News to get what you think your opinion should be and just go right to the story and read it first. Just go to the unclassified document. You can find it anywhere online and read it. It'll take you five minutes. Right. And And decide what what you think.
4: Yeah. There are many people who say, oh, yeah, that's certainly an impeachable offense. Other people are going to go, no big deal. Or some people say,
5: you know what? It is a big deal, but it's still not an impeachable offense.
4: Holy smokes. Politics. I don't know.
5: I'm so glad today we're celebrating One Hit Wonder Day. Me too. Can you hit one for us? Because all our ins and outs are going to be One Hit Wonders today. And it's taking some of the edge off of the horror of the day. Yeah, I agree. What's this? Oh, yeah.
0: Sometimes.
11: Soft Cell
5: I want to say this is 1982 It's my estimate
4: The band is Soft Cell? Soft
5: Cell And I think it's one of the greatest pop songs ever Oh, it's a great song Did you know it's a remake? No It was originally made by uh, a soul singer In the 70s And her version is cool too But this one is so weird That it just kind of captured the imagination It's
4: very 80s
5: Yeah, I don't think there is a more 80s song than this
4: Soul Cell
7: Soft Cell Soft Cell 1981 there we
4: go. Huh. One hit wonders. Mm-hmm. You often wonder, like, you know, we love this song, and these guys right now, where, where are they? Are they working at Best Buy? Yes, yeah, soft sellers right, working at Best Buy. What, what's going on? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they can say to their co workers, hey, man, I was a rock and roll star one time. Everybody goes, look at you. You're 65 years old. You're gray and chubby. You were never a rock star.
5: Well, the sad thing is, if they said, hey, I was a rock star and that, that was my song, no one would believe them.
4: Exactly. All right. Okay, one hit wonder bumpers. Take a break, come back. We got lots more ahead. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, our identity in Christ with Dr. Kurt Thompson, who's a psychiatrist. It's an always an interesting conversation, speaking about Jesus through a psychiatric lens. Stick around for that.
3: Thinking
1: about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39.
0: or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquotecom slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
1: Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary on Tuesday, October 1st at 4 p.m. for the annual McClure Lecture in World Mission and Evangelism. This year's lecture will feature Executive Minister of Serve Globally, Al Tizon. Dr. Tizon's lecture, Lifestyles of the Rich and Faithful, Confronting Classicism in Mission, will be held on the campus of Pittsburgh Theological. Seminary,
12: 616 North Highland Avenue in East Liberty. Learn more at pts.edu. Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Put your creativity and your marketing degree to work as a digital marketing
1: strategist with Salem Surround. Unlike a small marketing agency, Salem Surround places a massive amount of tools and support at your disposal, so you can be really creative and super competitive as you help Pittsburgh businesses grow. And with our national team at your back, there's no limit to how far you can go. Full and part-time available. Apply now at salemmedia.com careers. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, is an equal opportunity employer
11: We can dance if we want to We've got all your life in mind. As long as we
4: have you just we gonna lose it. Everything'll work out right I see we can dance One hit wonder bumpers we can leave your Who's the band
5: Uh this is safety dance by um
0: I say we can
7: dance I don't know
5: Who is this?
7: Men without hats Oh it's a great
5: band. Name. It's a
4: great band. Uh, early '80s too. Sounds like it. '82 maybe. '83.
5: I think it guess that's right. right.
4: Again, we're we are stuck without any transition whatsoever. Dr. <laughs> Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson's a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. Uh, Kurt, welcome to the show. But we got nothing for you as far as transition. How are you?
8: <laughs> I'm great. I'm. I think it's really pretty funny, and so that's uh, even. Even if you even if you have nothing it's something so there you go
5: I appreciate calling you so our much. you calling our nothing something <laughs> yes all right Kurt yes. so when you join us you talk about uh, the physiology of our brains and how, um, you know, you kind of give us the the unbelievable beginner's viewpoint on how neuroscience is looking at an issue related to spirituality. So, And, and you're the only person that gives us that perspective, and we're so grateful so for it. And I'm eager to hear what you have to say today about identity. Um, so what does neuroscience tell us about how we get it?
8: Well, I... This has been a topic that has recently been emerging in a lot of different ways, not just in terms of our spiritual life as followers of Jesus, but it's a word that's making the rounds even in our country, where people easily use phrases like identity politics. And we all have some sense of what that may mean, depending upon what circles we're running in. It's also a really fashionable thing for us to be talking more and more about how does one self-identify, I have an identity, and we talk about identity theft as if it is something that belongs to me that I have, and someone else takes this thing that belongs to me. I think what's uh, striking is that for those of us who follow Jesus, we often also are taught and our theology uh, guides us toward a place in which we understand that our identity is in Jesus, our identity is in Christ. And we hear this all the time from pulpits and from Bible studies and so forth, that my identity should not be in the work that I do, it should not be necessarily in how much money I make, or this or that, or whatever, my identity should be in Christ. For most of my adult life, I've often wondered You know, that's really a lovely thing to say, but I'm wondering, like, what the heck does that actually mean? Right, right. I don't mean, you know, what does it mean theologically? I mean, how does that—how does my—like, how do I appropriate that? How do I actually apply that notion when I'm losing my patience with my kids Mm -hmm. or when I'm trying not to cheat on my IRS form or whatever the thing is that's going on, what real embodied meaning does that have? And that got me to thinking about— on you know, on this show, we have talked uh, many times about this notion that there's nothing that we as human beings long for more than to be known by God. Our lifeline is being known by God and being known by others, and it raises the awareness of another feature of what it means to be human, and that is the following: that when a newborn comes into the world, that newborn has about a hundred billion neurons give or take a few hundred thousand, but only about 20, maybe 30% of those neurons are functioning in such a way that that newborn's neurological system is ready to go. The other 70 to 80% in order for it to fully come online is going to depend upon that newborn's interaction with another human being. And as such, that newborn's growth deeply depends upon their interaction with other people. And not only that, but that newborn's felt, sensed, embodied, experienced self, their sense of themselves is also something that is all the time being shaped by and interacting with their relationships with other people.
5: Mm -hmm.
8: You see, we would say that from an interpersonal neurobiological perspective— there is no such thing as primary self identity. I don't have an identity that is ever apart from my interaction with the people who I deem most important in my life who are giving it to me.
5: Okay, so we're always, and- Kurt, getting our identity from how we from our relationships with others?
8: Always imagine this for a moment. The only reason I actually know that I'm a male is because there are females in the world. If everybody was a male, I wouldn't call myself a male. I would just call myself a human being. Mm -hmm. I distinguish myself in the world because I'm actually in relationship with other people. Not only this, but I have a sense that I am somebody's son. I am somebody's daughter. I'm somebody's brother, husband, this, that. I'm I'm all these different things because I am in relationship to them, not just because I, quote unquote, self-identify. It's true that we as individuals all have agency. I all I, we, we all have the option to choose certain things, but it would be incomplete. It would be not in accordance with science for us to assume that the whole notion of how do I self identify is something that I do completely and 100% on my own I see. that's just not a neurobiological reality I see I am always in the business of having a sense of myself in relationship
4: to someone else and so that's why the family is so important right because we our family are the ones informs us who we are they shape us
8: exactly and and we would go further and say Like to your word, John, that they shape us is even more significant than that they inform us, right? Because we have these notions of people tell you who you are as, as some abstract fact. But the reality is someone can say to me, Kurt, you're my son, and that may be a fact, but my experience of that reality has a lot more to do with my embodied relational interactions with the person who is my Father. My felt sense, then, of being in Christ doesn't really mean much to me, only as a theological or abstract fact. I have to have the body of Jesus. I have to have real people in real space and time whose faces I look into, to whom I share my deepest shame, who won't leave the room when the parts about me that I hate the most are on display. I now know that when I show everything there is about me to that person and they don't leave the room, they look at me with kindness. They look at me with firmness. They hold my feet to the fire as it were, but they don't leave me. That felt sensed experience of that person gives my brain, gives my mind the clear sense that I am literally in that person's mind. I can leave that room and know that I'm still in John's mind and heart because of how, because of the experience that I had with John. That is what it means for me to be in John, because I can imagine that I am in your heart and mind because of how you've loved me, even in my worst moments. For me to be in Christ, for me to identify my identity— is not something that I primarily determine. It is a relationship that I live into. And if I don't have those people in my life who can enable me to do that, this whole sense of my identity being in Christ often ends up just getting limited to a fact that doesn't really seem to have nearly as much power in changing and shaping what I do day-to-day in my relationships.
4: Oh, I love that. So, Kurt, this is excellent but what if I claim to be in Christ, but I choose not to share that identity with Christ?
8: Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I, I think uh, none of us are able to... Only Jesus really knows who we are, uh, really. I mean, you know, ultimately, only he knows who we are in our totality. But I can tell you this, that the degree to which I am able and willing to be in deep relationship with other human beings is the degree to which my mind actually has some sense that I really am in relationship with Jesus. Hmm. And so I can, you know, I, I can say that I'm in Christ in the same way that I say I love my wife, but I go home and I don't really act like it. And so there is this sense in which we live in a world that's very rational, very wordy. We depend upon our theology and our theology is crucially important. But we've also lived in a world for 400 years that really, you know, kind of delivers faith to us on this intellectual platter that says if you believe these certain things, then then like accept them kind of like if you believe that the world is round, then like then you're in. Well, the thing is that like I can say that I believe the world is round if I had to answer that on a test, but it doesn't really make much difference to me unless I'm trying to shoot rockets into the air. Then it becomes a really big deal. Mm. And so if my identity is in Jesus, that identity is really going to come to the fore, is really going to be revealed, and is going to be strengthened and deepened to the degree – that I'm actually putting it to the test. Believing that the world is round means I have to put that to the test by shooting rockets in the air. Believing that I'm in Christ has everything to do with me putting that to the test by allowing myself to be seen by real human beings.
5: Wow, that's terrific. That's Dr. Kurt Thompson. Kurt's a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He joins us on a monthly basis. He's the author of the most excellent book, The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves.
4: It's fascinating. Thanks, Kurt. No matter what your age, life is full of obstacles. Last spring, the students at Grove City College chose their courses for this fall. And now, after school being in session for a couple of weeks, those plans are set. The students are at work with their eye towards the future.
5: Right. They have to live with the choices they made, right? Right. That's the hard thing about being a student, right? You sign up for something. You're not really sure what it's going to turn out to be like. But as you're in the middle of it, it's hard to keep an eye on what the overall vision is. And that's where I think Grove City is so strong because Grove City maintains that larger vision for equipping students. So as important as your course load is, those 15 or 18 or 21 credits you're taking now are important, but really what's most important is how the school is going to equip the students to perform well in the workplace and be responsible citizens.
4: So as a parent, You wonder about your child, all the work that you've done, helping your child along the path. And now at 18, 19, 20 years of age, your child goes out into the world. All that work that's being done, don't you want to put your child into a good situation where Christ is at the center of all learning? That's what happens in a serious discipline of excellence in the educational process that Grove City gives every day on campus. Be part of this. Look online at Grove City College, gcc.edu. Grove City College, excellence in education. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you
1: don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop at home experience along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit at home I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest,
8: understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us not just our building and that really came out in what they constructed for us we took this old building that was pretty beat up and to see
1: it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience got a vision begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com.
5: looking for a satisfying career helping people with disabilities consider life steps who's served western pennsylvania since 1923 and offers 100% paid health, dental, and vision premiums for full-time employees. All shifts available. Make a difference and call LifeSteps today at 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. That's LifeSteps.net to check out available positions. LifeSteps is an equal
10: opportunity employer. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 58 for tomorrow. We'll see a shower in some spots for the morning. More clouds than sunshine for the rest of the day. The high tomorrow, 74. Clearing and noticeably chillier tomorrow night, the low 46. Then a nice day for Friday with a blend of sunshine and some clouds. Pleasantly warm. Friday's high, 79 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Oh,
13: we to rock, don't do
5: Electric
4: Avenue Then
5: we'll take it higher And then we'll take it higher Oh, we gonna rock Electric
4: Avenue Nice It's one-hit wonder bumpers on the ride home with Johnny Cathy
5: National one-hit wonder day Is this Thomas Dolby?
4: Uh, I don't it? know, no. is it Thomas? I don't think so Eddie
7: Grant Eddie oh. Graham? Grant
4: That's why he's a one-hit wonder Eddie
7: Grant yeah. But
4: so I love the song I love Eddie Grant music <laughs> Don't you love the
5: song? I like it, yeah.
4: There is an, I live close by to an Electric Avenue. I know you do. Yeah. Every
5: time I'm on it, it makes me laugh a little. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's not my Vincent's.
5: Listen, when I'm on Electric Avenue, which is like in the Forest Hills, yeah. you know Turtle Creek area, Yeah. if I'm alone in my car even, I will say, and then I'll take it higher. Yeah. But you have to. You right. have to say that.
4: I wonder if the sign, like the street sign, goes missing from time to time. Because you would imagine it would be like in some kid's bedroom. Right, you know, back in the day, probably, but not now, right? right. Because nobody cares about it. I'm going to go get it after the show's over. That's (laughs) still a
5: good song. All right, speaking of music, I saw this uh, study that made me think of how I drive.
4: You personally,
5: yeah. That's not how I drive. I've been
4: with you. Oh, get out of here! I can attest to the fact you drive
5: every bit as fast as I drive, John Hall. So don't even try to give me some like righteous attitude about your driving.
4: Okay, so a new study by Chinese researchers suggests that. The music that you play sort of uh,
5: can determine whether you're going to be safe as a driver or dangerous as a driver.
4: Right. Okay. so, uh, Mike, uh, this song, if you're listening to this song, you are truly the most dangerous driver on the road. So that's Green Day,
5: right? American Idiot. Now yeah. it has 189 beats per minute. Yep. It was the fastest song that these Chinese researchers tested, and they determined that that made people's heart rate go up. It made their decision making <laughs> can't even say it more erratic, and so therefore they were going to be a danger to themselves and others on the road.
4: I mean, I love this so much. So th- they used 20 drivers. And sixty driving simulation tests. Can you imagine some guy in Beijing right. not knowing this song, and all of a sudden it's piped in over his car radio while he's driving I- down the road? <laughs> <I> mean,
5: <laughs> okay, that, now that listen. Make anybody no, wait. No, wait. Now listen. What what could also be piped into his car, which ostensibly, according to the study, would make him the safest man driving.
4: No way, no way. But if you go to the very beginning of that song. Right. The very beginning of the song is is what makes you the safest driver on the road. Well, I
5: don't know if it does. It says the song. I mean, this is best part of the song.
4: Mike, do you have the very beginning of the song? Can you
5: there you go. This is one of my least favorite songs of all time. It's so prosaic. I mean, there's like just. a little journey on this. Oh, it's right? just this is what makes hate, you safe. I hate you're the, driving around. I hate the flutes.
4: Nice I hate and the, slow. You know, it's just it's easy. Chord progression. I just it's hate this, the whole it's thing. stairway to heaven.
5: Anyway, okay, so listening to this song, it's all nice. the parts of the song somehow make you into a safe driver, right? I because mean, you're
4: on a you're on a peaceful journey to the stairway to heaven,
5: which absolutely. I can't accept it because that would not make me a safe driver because I get so annoyed when I hear that that I, I let well, would... just
4: you personally. We're talking about these Chinese drivers.
5: Well, I'm just saying they're they're making a blanket statement that these songs are going to make you a dangerous driver and these songs are going to make you a safer driver and I'm saying right now I'm blowing up the study because it's not going to apply to me. Well,
4: in Beijing they may make you the safest driver.
5: Well, I don't know about not that. Not in Pittsburgh. I don't know about that.
4: Okay, so how about the uh the second most dangerous song? All right. Play this for us. <laughs>
5: a great song i
4: despise this song oh do you oh i I like it it's the worst no i like it Uh, she truly she makes my skin crawl
5: she didn't make my skin crawl then i still Uh, like it it's miley cyrus See now, why would that make why would that make a person dangerous well again Oh, that's a really good song. Okay, so, but you could become dangerous because you don't like
4: it. Oh, when I hear that, I go, oh, that, my, sorry, sorry. (laughs) You know, what would become dangerous? I would reach, I would lunge to turn on the radio off as quick, as quickly as I possibly could, that I would lose control of my car. And
5: you'd go into another lane. Yeah, it could be. Exactly. Give us another dangerous song, Mike.
11: Oh, no, this is a great song.
5: This is a great song.
4: Okay, so that's the Killers, Mr. Brightside.
5: That's that might be in my top twenty-five favorite songs love this ever song of all time. Yeah, song. Really. I love it.
4: So you listening to American Idiot, Miley Cyrus, The Killers? It
5: wouldn't. It wouldn't. I don't think. no
4: you'd be a very unsafe driver. Th- I don't
5: think so. Okay, so the study says that the association between in-vehicle music listening, physiological and psychological response, and driving performance mm-hmm. is what was studied. Okay, but. In some ways, and you go down to the end of the study, it says that the driver's mood when they get into the car, when of they course, got into sure, the car, sure, sure. also affected. it. So if they had irritable, optimistic people,
11: wait, 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 or irritable, irritable? sorry,
5: if they had irritable people, they were going to react differently to music than if course, they had you. optimistic people, right? Right. So I mean, I don't know how. Okay. So if I want to calm down, according to these Chinese researchers, and be a safe driver going home, Mike, what should I listen to? Listen, this is one of my top ten favorite songs of all time.
4: Now, it's sort of Stairway to Heaven-ish.
5: Oh, it's so much better than Stairway to Heaven.
4: So it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. It's kind of like you're driving around in your, you know, your Yugo. It's really slow.
5: It's super chill. I love it. So you're if very If this band safe. wasn't so crazy. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I just love them. Yeah. Mike, don't you love that? It's a great sound.
4: How, how old is this song? They crush it.
5: Oh, 20 years probably.
4: Okay. okay, a very safe song. Now, what about... Uh, that's the second safest song, according to the Chinese researchers. Uh there's Is there one more One more so- safe song? I don't want
13: to die for them to miss me. Really? <laughs> yes, I see the things that they you on me. I like oh, this song. i got some brothers that I'll me. They're going to tell was different with me. God's
3: plan.
7: God's plan. Yeah, that's really? good. Really? So this is going to make me a safe driver, Mike? I, Mike? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, it's Drake. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I, I uh, that's not my cup of tea, but... Uh, I don't mind that. I mean, yeah. you know,
4: if that came on the radio, I'd turn it up.
7: You know what I listen to mm. when I drive? What? And I never listen to this genre of music ever, ever. But I listen to classical music. What? I do. Yeah. I'm serious. That's very Wait, are, you're the person whose favorite band is Credence. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so you're listening to some classical music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I turn it on. You, I love it's it. nice. You okay, it so what, what do you listen to? Me?
5: Yeah, okay. What do you listen to in the car, John?
4: I gotta be honest. Yeah. More often than not, Nothing, silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that right? I do. I, I like to have nothing going on. There's too much going on in my head, right. especially when I leave here. Don't you? Do you listen to music when you leave the sh- when the show's over? I'm Always. thinking about all the things we
5: talked about.
4: Always. Oh, it's too much. No, I yeah, just I, I need I need to just. This is chill what at. I
5: do. I get in the car. I have four stations that I have programmed right next to each other. Yeah, and I go from one to the other to the other to the other. You're searching the whole time on my way home because I want to hear. What they're playing? Really? I like. Really? To, yeah, I like to listen to a particular some particular stations because I want to hear what's new. But then another station that I have to hear something like from sure, 1975. Sure. Make you feel good right, and I have to feel like I, I really like that on the way home. It's good for
4: <sighs> not for me. I just really I just. But nothing. I'll tell
5: you if I if Stairway to Heaven is one of those songs that comes on, I'm like you. I'm reaching over there to shut it off mm-hmm. so fast you could get that into I an am. Accident. I have become an unsafe mm-hmm. driver.
4: So you're you're gonna choose Miley's. Son.
5: I love that song. Miley Cyrus. I love that. Oh. Isn't that doesn't that make you sick? Oh, no, no. Why why is your voice breaking? This is cuz it's so important.
4: This was my high school music Cass. Oh, it
5: this, is so overly dramatic. I like it's it. like Spinal Tap. I'm surprised like, the Beatles are not in this. Oh,
4: okay. Right?
5: Exactly. Okay, now listen to this. Someone in commenting on this uh, this study from China said, legally, I could see it used someday as a criminal defense. Look, I mean, I wasn't swerving because I was drunk. I was listening to Metallica. Or I had no idea that listening to American oh, Idiot made me more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so they're not liable for the accident they okay, had. Okay, so
4: all law firms out there are going to file this away for their next defense.
5: Yeah, that's from the Daily Item by Rick Dandis, okay. Thanks, Rick.
4: Hey, we'll take a break. Uh, listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about us. Believers in us. Jesus. No, the the general vibe of all of us. There's a new study that talks about us that says people who are, who are believers in Jesus are overly pessimistic about the family. Stick around for that.
7: W.O.R.D.
2: Getting ready for the Big Word FM Mercy Me concert October 4th with a Mercy Me Spotlight Weekend.
12: Mercy Me. Mercy Me, I really like a lot.
2: Hear all their biggest hits all weekend long. And Sunday afternoon, win their music and concert tickets too. I'm so
10: excited.
2: We're giving away tickets to see Mercy Me at PPG Paints Arena, Mercy Me CDs, and a Mercy Me music library.
7: Just tune in, listen.
2: Mercy Me in the Spotlight and Mercy Me Giveaways on on Sunday. Brought to you by Nello Construction and Trinity Jewelers on 101.5 WORD.
4: They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained Appraisers. With over fifty years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters, and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at Pittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
10: Bart, it's an amazing song.
1: Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of <laughs> happening. Now see them live in concert. the Imagination Tour. Featuring Mercy Me, with special guest Crowder.
0: Thank you God.
1: Word FM welcomes Mercy Me, coming to PPG Paints Arena, October fourth. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com.
4: At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us. At Extremetruck.net. From the moment you met, it's as if you were
1: custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one of a kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at TrinityJewelers.com.
3: There's always something happening And it's usually
4: she's so house It's one hit wonder Wednesday here on the ride home Is that Thomas Dolby?
5: No
7: Who's that, Mike? It's my least favorite song I,
5: I like
4: that song
7: It's uh, it's by The Madness came out in 1982 The Madness They're yeah. British because
4: he says, our mum.
5: Oh, right. it's right. probably right. Yeah. So maybe they're another band that had a lot of hits in the UK, but th- this is here. the only one here. That right. sounds so much better. Do you hear that? No. No. What? Yeah. Exactly.
4: Oh, there <laughs> oh, you go. Right. Okay. So check this out. I, I'm, I'm reading this uh, about this new survey by a, a group called the American Family Survey. It's the fifth year that they, they, they've done this. Uh, and he, here's the facts. The, the divorce has declined in America. Teen pregnancies are down. The rate of out-of-wedlock births are likely stagnant. But according to the views of most religious people in the United States, they are more likely to believe that all social ills are on the rise. How about that? Hmm. Okay,
5: okay, so wait. So so you're saying that the research is showing that in spite of some societal things improving, religious people tend to think that they're getting worse instead.
4: Exactly, right? Here's what they say, quote, people who report that religion is important to them and who attend church regularly are more likely to respond incorrectly to questions about teen sex, teen births, births outside of marriage, says Christopher Karpowitz, professor of political science at Brigham Young University. The study found that born-again Protestants were the most likely to be wrong about teen sex, teen pregnancy, and births outside of marriage is shown in a, a, a bar graph. The nuns, non-religious Americans, were the least likely, though. A majority still answered each question incorrectly. Uh, Mainline Protestants, Catholics were in the middle. Other religious groups, such as Jews, Muslims, Mormons, had too small a representation in the sample, okay?
5: Okay, so what does that mean? mean, Does that mean that that born-again Christians, because they're so wrong about these statistics, does that mean that they don't read, they don't look at... News sources that report these sorts of things.
4: The the people who uh, made the survey, the people who made the survey, American Family Survey, say this: that the misguided pessimism about trends in the United States family is correlated with increased negativity about the overall state of marriage and families. In a nutshell, a majority of Americans seem to think that although things are satisfying in their own homes, other people's families are in trouble.
5: Okay, this is instructive. This right? is important. If we're that wrong about how things are, it it has to mean a that we're ignorant, that either we are not paying attention to current research or that we're falling prey to basic ideas about us versus them
4: i believe that's it and i believe the echo chamber of course because you know the christian ghetto we tend to congregate with those who are like-minded so one information leads to the same misinformation around and around and around again that's bad news i think it speaks that we should break out of our bubbles here and read more deeply but now i'm sorry if, if this would survey would have come to you would you have responded in like fashion?
5: No. No, because I know that the, all those statistics are, are are looking good.
4: What? That marriage Yeah, that the,
5: the divorce is on, on the, the decrease. Teen pregnancies, Teen pregnancies are down. Teen pregnancies are on the decrease. Out of wedlock, and births are likely and stagnant. N- numbers of abortions are down as well. Right. Okay, but let me bring up something else. Yeah. I wonder if that perspective is also based on the prevailing view of Americans... Which is in a pre-millennial eschatology, which I know is a lot of words. Dig into that. Okay, so the classic, um, the classic perspective on end times in America.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: Is the pre-millennial one, which is that things are going to get worse. All right. We're going to watch everything get worse until it's so terrible that we're going to be raptured. Yep. And that that's that's the order of operations. So we're betting on
4: that, so to we're, speak. We're betting on right?
5: that, And so I wonder, this is only this is complete conjecture. If that has something to do with it,
4: I wonder. Well, oh,
5: look, I, I mean,
4: I would again go to the boogeyman of social media because you know, in the old days, we had. Your local paper, maybe you read the national paper, maybe you read, you know, the national weeklies like Time or Newsweek, you were limited. Now, if you're so inclined, you can skip from one horrendous story to another. That's that's a good point. Right. And go, holy smokes, that, that, that. Right. So we can go from
5: from sex trafficking to flesh eating bacteria to horrible politicians to men abusing women. And, you know, whether it's fake news or clickbait, it's all the same thing. And it's
4: all the anxiety and like, Yeah. yeah. things are horrible of course they're horrible and you know they've never been worse and as a believer thank goodness they're horrible because jesus is coming soon i think we do ourselves a disservice
5: i think we need to get out a little more i think we need to get out of our news stream
4: to get away from our news stream
5: and to look at a different news stream or to just not look at news for a while that might help Mm -hmm. maybe we go to a different, if we're going to still stay online or social media, maybe we, maybe we start following different people. Right. Maybe we start to look for more optimistic outlooks. Maybe you want to look at different theory, different views of the end times.
4: Do you know, I believe a lot of people, and I don't have numbers or to back this up, but I believe a lot of people choose not to pay any attention whatsoever to the news cycle. Right. I think people are blissfully ignorant because they're too busy in their own lives to worry about the president or, you know, anything else that's, you know, you and I or a lot of people focus on.
5: Sure. I think, first of all, I bet those people are so happy. Probably so. Maybe the three of us should become those people. Well, you know,
4: my wife is that way. Seriously, she is. I'll go home and uh, over dinner, I'll go. Here's what we talked about. But, you know, and I'll run down to and she'll go. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't think I need to know that. Hmm. And she means it. Right. Right?
5: But then when you look at the numbers of people who are watching cable news shows, that's a lot of millions of people.
4: Yeah, but I think, you know, again, the president, when he talks about fake news, how much of that do I not believe? I know. A large portion of it. That's what's and I don't so care sad what, you know, right who, now.
5: It doesn't matter who I'm getting it from. I think, wait, is that the actual story? And it
4: goes back to, again, your daily paper or the Newsweeklies. How much news is there actually? Right. And how much m- is recycled and, and amplified? And
5: how about... How much of it's opinion? Yeah. It used to be that if you were going to watch some, we we're going to read some hard news reporting and then you're going to come up with your own opinion or you were going to go to the opinion page and figure out what someone's opinion was. Right. Look, I got to tell you, the New York Times, the front page is the opinion page now.
4: It sure is. How, how about this? A little earlier today, you and I were talking with Mike and you brought up... Uh, harry reasoner and hugh downs
5: right because we were barbara walters turned 90 today and right. i was doing some reading on her this morning and i kind of wanted to see what her trajectory was yeah. since she was the woman who you know broke the glass ceiling right and uh, the story they were talking about was that when she came to abc news to do the six o'clock broadcast harry reasoner was already doing it and he was so Hacked off. Right. A woman of that all. That a things. woman was going to be his partner. He right. didn't want anything to do with it. And her. it was it Hello, was not- I'm Baba Wawa.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and it was not a good newscast because he was on a, an unhappy person with, you know with his partner. Right, unlike so you is, and I.
5: Which is why he got a job offer from C V S so he could be happy alone.
4: <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, It just seems like too much, and most of it is negative.
5: Okay, so you brought up Harry Reasoner because you thought that there was a time when we had confidence in those people.
4: We did. I mean, you know, those people, because there were so few of them. Right. Now –
5: I know there's yokels everywhere. But here's the thing. The reason – I I think this so much – The reason Fox News, the people who complain about Fox News, the reason Fox News exists is because the mainstream media did such a lousy job representing conservatives for so long. They've
4: abdicated their position. Finally,
5: someone was like, Roger Ailes, I think he's the one that started it, was like, you know what, I bet we could make something out of this. So look, you know. I don't know. People blow it right and people blow it left.
4: But our, our gut tells us things are bad.
5: I know. And and that's not the case. And that's not the case.
4: Especially as a believer. Right. The good news of Jesus in our lives supersedes over that news cycle.
5: Do not fear.
1: Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary on Tuesday, October 1st at 4 p.m. for the annual McClure Lecture in World Mission and Evangelism. This year's lecture will feature Executive Minister of Serve Globally, Al Tizan. Dr. Tizan's lecture, Lifestyles of the Rich and Faithful, Confronting Classicism in Mission, will be held on the campus of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, 616 North Highland Avenue in East Liberty. Learn more at pts.edu.
3: that's one place. Since 1979, Chuck Swindoll has been recognized around the world
2: for his clear Bible teaching, his joyful spirit and warm expression of God's grace. All this, of course, through the Heritage Radio program known as Insight for Living. But today, this 40-year nonprofit ministry has experienced a challenging financial deficit. Many have personally benefited but have never given. Please prayerfully consider making a generous donation today by calling 800-772-8888 or give online at
1: insight.org slash donate. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org Hi, I'm Alistair Begg and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th 2020 for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855- 565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.comslash Alaska. Indeed, used by over three million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.comslash hire.
4: One Hit Wonders. Okay, who is it?
5: Wait, listen. I love all this sounds. Thomas Dolby. That's Thomas
4: Dolby. I I love Thomas Dolby.
5: Well, what do you mean you love Thomas Dolby? He just had one song. Right? No, no,
4: no, no. He he had a uh, no. This is no. That's if a he, listen,
5: no. If listen, if he was a one-hit wonder, he had one song.
4: Maybe here in the U.S., but I'm telling you, I, I had a, uh, at least two Thomas Dolby uh, CDs Come that I on. loved.
5: You did not have oh, Thomas yeah, yeah. Dolby yeah, CDs. Yeah. What a,
4: does a Thomas Dolby CD I, sound like? I should find it, and get, you would like it. Wait, you think? I think you would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Happy anyway,
5: National One-Hit Wonder Day.
4: Very much so, yeah. This
5: has been enjoyable. Thanks, Mike. Very much so. Great job. Pleasure. Hey, the podcast,
4: we're, you know, our podcast's up and running everywhere. we got a ton of music and today. we are not one-hit wonders.
5: Everything from the Trump impeachment to neuroscience to one-hit wonders to the songs that are dangerous to drive to.
3: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.